Because when we're there on Rosh Hashanah, there's a lot of shofar blowing going around. Okay? We have um, all together, um, every day we're going to blow 100 blasts from the, from the, from the shofar. So, first I want to I want to explain how we got to so many. Okay, where, where did it come from? It doesn't say in the Torah, blow 100 blasts. Okay, so let's, let's try to, to map it out, how we got to 100 blasts. That's going to be the first part. And then, we're going to go through... The, the structure of the blasts. What are we hearing? We're hearing, you know, there's, there's a tkiah, which is the long, and there's shvarmshu. Where did it come from? Where did everything start from? Where did everything come from? How did we get to so many? How did we get to the different kinds, the different types? We're going to bring, I'm going to demonstrate um, all, the, all the different opinions on how each one of those blasts sound. Okay? There are different opinions on how to do the tkiah, different opinions on how to do the shvarm. Okay? And um, and and if we get, if we're gonna have time at the end, I'm gonna also go a little bit into the into the halachas of mistakes, mistakes during the tears. There are some interesting things over there, but let's see time lag. Okay, so first of all, where where did all these where did all the colors where did all these blasts come from? So in the Torah, it says three times, and regarding Rosh Hashanah, three times it says the word trua. Now, what's trua? Trua. We're used to having trua one meaning, but the meaning in the Torah trua is a crying sound. Okay, now we have uh, it's, it's a Kabbalah, right? Because Baruch Hu said that each trua it has a pshuta shalafanel and a pshuta shalacharel. That means a, a straight voice before, a straight sound before it, and a straight sound after it. So each trua is sandwiched with two what we call tkios. So that's nine. We got to nine. Okay, trua with two tkios. Trua with two tkiyas, true with two tkiyas, that's nine. And that's it. That's the Doraisa. That's where it all was supposed to end. Um, right? Nine kolos, nine kolos during Rosh Hashanah, you're a tkiyah, a true tkiyah. That's the way that it goes. But, um, how could we be found machlokas? So there's a three-way machlokas as of to what it means. The word trua, what does it mean? It's a crying sound. But what crying sound is it? So there are two types of crying. There's what we could call moaning. It's like uh, uh, moaning these long moans. Oh, oh, right? That's one way to cry. And there's a wailing sound. Oh, those are the two types of crying. So there's one opinion that the true, when the Torah said true, when the Torah said the crying sound, she meant those little wailing sounds. And this is the way it sounds from the chauffeur. That's the, that's. According to one to one one custom, that's the, what we call what we call trua. When we see in the machzor trua, that's what we call trua. But there's another opinion that no, it's what we call shvarim. Shvarim is a broken sound, and it's a moaning sound. Right, that sounds like a moaning sound. And there's the opinion that we do both, which is. It's also the moaning sound and also the wailing sound. And the Gemara says, and why not take the fourth option of doing it the opposite? First the wailing sound and then the moaning sound. Because when a person cries, it's coming to, to, to resemble crying. And when a person cries, he, the, both types of crying, he first moans, he first does those slow moaning, and then he moves to the wailing. But he never does the opposite. So those are the three opinions that we have. So since we want to be, for sure be Mikhaim, the mitzvah, so we have to do three truos with tkiyos, but we don't know what the truo is. So we have to take all options. 
So we do three times Tkiyah, Tshuah, Tkiyah, Tkiyah, Tshuah, Tkiyah, Tkiyah, Tshuah, Tkiyah. And that, according to the opinion of the Tshuah, then you're fine, then you did your mitzvah. But wait, maybe it's not good. So we do Tkiyah, Shvarim, Tkiyah, Tkiyah, Shvarim, Tkiyah. And to close it up, we do also the third option of Tkiyah, Shvarim, Tshuah, Tkiyah. The order is the opposite order from what I just said. Okay, we first do, it's what we call Tashrat, right? We always use the abbreviations. This is Tkiyah, Tkiyah, Shvarim, the Rosh is Trua. You can't make it the tough because then it's going to be like the Tkiyah, and then Tkiyah. Okay, so that's Tashrat, three times, and then we do Tashat times three, which is Tkiyah Shvarim Tkiyah, and then Tarat. And why do we do it in this order? So it's very interesting. The three opinions, but we know that there's a, there's the Mishnah holds that this is the right shrub. The Brisa, as you as you already know, the Brisa is lower level than the Mishnah, holds this, and the Gemara, which is even a lower level, holds this. Right? So this is highest in level, we do it last. Because when you take a when you take a lawyer, right, you try first with a smaller lawyer. If that doesn't work, you take a higher one, and only then you take the better one. So that's what we're trying with, you know, with the lower class of Tashat, moving to Tashat and going on to Tarat. This is what we call the 30 kolos. Because this is 4 times 3, this is 12. Here we're going to have also another 3 times 3 is 9, and 9. All this is 30. This is what we're going to do, be doing before Musaf, and that's what we call the Doraisa. Right? Because this is where we're really focusing on being the kind of the Mitzvah. If we did only the Tashrat, we're not sure yet that we were in the Mitzvah. When we did the Tashat, we're also not sure yet that we were in the mitzvah. And when we did the tarat, we're also not sure yet that we were in the mitzvah. Excuse me. And after we did the tarat, then we know that we were in the mitzvah. That's why it says in the halacha not to talk, to be very careful, not to talk between this and this. Only after, and even there's, the, there's these, uh, in the machsar, there are these yihiratzon, there's all these, these things. We don't say them only until we finish this. When we finish this, now we could already say Yerotzon, like start davening, because now we know that between the bracha and fulfilling the mitzvah, we didn't make any hefsi. Okay, so that's that's the beginning. So we're up to 30. Then, the musaf. <coughs> the musaf is a very special musaf in Rosh Hashanah. We have nine brachas, right? Usually on weekday we have 19 brachas. On Shabbos we have, Shabbos and we have seven in Musaf and Rosh Hashanah we have nine. There are two two more brachas in the in the middle of the, in the in the davening. There's Malchio, Zichronos, and Shofros. There's a bracha for each one. So the minhag is, and here it splits up to two minhagim. There's nusa, what we call nusach Ashkenaz, okay, and that's what in the yeshiva they do, um, and in most in, in all shows of in, uh, in of nusach Ashkenaz, they don't blow in the silent shmonas, right? Only in the chazarat shatz. Over there on each. Bracha, at the end of the bracha, you do one set. One set of, what's a set? One tarat, one trua with tears. But what is trua? So again, on each bracha we do eight tashrat, a tashat, and tarat. And then on, that's a nachias, and on the sukhronis. Again, you need only one, but you don't know what the one is. So again, you do tashrat, tashat, tarat, tashrat, tashat, tarat. So you have three times tashrat, tashat, tarat, and that sums up to 60. 
Okay? It's the Rabbanon. There are opinions that that's the main mitzvah that we're in but most posts hold that that's only the Rabbanon. And, and it's, you know, it's, it, it, it connects to the Davini, it connects to, to also pushing up those, those special brachas up to Shemayim with the shofar. That's the first 30, and those are the second 30. Um, soon we're going to see that we're, we're, we're going to try to do different opinions in fulfilling the mitzvah in those 30. Soon we're going to get to different opinions. Uh, when we get to the structure of the tkiyos, we're going to see exactly how we try to, to fulfill the mitzvah in a different, according to a different opinion in those 30. But we're, we're up to, to 60. And then there's an Indian in the Kabbalah, excuse me, in the Kabbalah there's an Indian to get the 100 blasts. There's something that Sisera's uh, uh, mother, right? Sisera was a was a general in the in the in the Plishtim. They were fighting with uh, Amisrael and they, they were beating him. And his mother was crying at the window. And we have to counteract. It says that she cried a hundred cries. We have to counteract with those wailings that Sisera's mother cried and wailed. So we have to do that with a hundred kolos on Rosh Hashanah. So again. It's not even the Rabbanan. It's something even less than the Rabbanan. It's like a Kabbalah. It's something in the Kabbalah. It says in the Mishnah for instance, that if the Baal Tokem makes a mistake in those last 40, we don't make him go back and fix the mistake. It's only, it's only just to, 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 to blast, to give a blast with the chauffeur. Um, um, and we need another 40. So after Shmon Esrei, after the Chazarat Hashats, we're going to blow another 30, and then after Aleinu, another 10, and that sums it up. Hundred. By the way, this is a, a, an example for a halacha that it says one thing in the Mishnah Bura, but practically, practice, practice-wise, we do different. We mentioned that the Mishnah Bura says not to, that you don't need to fix the Baal Tokeh. If you made a mistake, you know, he did a shvarim and it didn't really work out so good, you don't need to make it go back. But the, the, what we do today is that if the Baal Tokeh makes a mistake, we do make him go back. And why? Because sometimes for those last 30 after the Chazarat Hashats, there are women that come to shul. The women didn't hear yet any shofar blowing. And they come. So they come in. And as, as we're about to start those 30 blasts, they even make a bracha. Right? The Ashkenazi women make a bracha on this kolos. And then they want to hear 30 to be Mekayim the Mitzvah. And if you're going to have five of those kios that weren't good, so it could be that the bracha wasn't a good bracha. We don't want that to happen. So since practically, practically, there are people trying to fulfill the mitzvah in those 30, so we do make the Baal Tokeh go back if he makes a mistake on those 30 also, even though the Mishnah Ruhr says it doesn't, but because the, the, the reality changed, so we also uh, be, we, we also do different. So there there we have the 100, the 30 main ones before uh, Musaf, another 30 or 60 within the Musaf. Again, our, 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 our custom is to do 30 in the Chazarat Hashats, but Nusach Sfarad and the Sfaradim, they do the Hasidim and the Sfaradim, they do in the silent Shmoness, right? Also at the end of each bracha. So, you know, whoever finishes the bracha in the middle of the silent Shmoness, he waits till the, till the Baal Tokah reaches there, and he suddenly hears, rah, 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 rah. then they continue. So we have 30 in the silent Shmoness, right? Plus 30 in the Chazarat Hashat. So they do only 10 more after the Davening, but we do another 40 after the Davening. Okay, so that's where we got the hundred, and also the you know the level of of, um, of uh, you know, the halachic requirement, first thirty are the most most important. No break, no breaks in between these because you're still busy with trying to fulfill the mitzvah. 
If you're going to stop here, clearly you didn't do the mitzvah yet because you need to do this. You need to do the Torah. And you didn't do the Torah. So that's why th- this is where we got to all um, to, to all the hundred blasts. The Raisa, the Rabbanan, and Kabbalah. Okay, now let's go move over to what things sounds like. So we have a Tkiah, and we have Shvarim, and we have Trua. And when coming to, to explain and to demonstrate what these kolos sound like, so there are two there are two main issues on what they need to sound. First of all, we need to hear what does a tkiya sound like. Also, we want to try to find out how long or short does can or should a tkiya be, or a shvarim or true. How many trues do you need to make? The how many how many does he need to make? Is it enough to make three, twenty, twenty-five? It doesn't matter, right? How long how long does a tkiya need to be? Five seconds? Could it be two seconds? Maybe it needs to be longer or shorter. So we're going to get, try to to to. Um, uh, settle that uh, to, to arrange that and also to explain where everything came from. Can I record this? Sure, it's also recorded here. Of course you can. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah <coughs> it. Okay, we'll start with the structure. Okay, not the length. We'll leave the, the, the length for afterwards. Um, the structure of the tkiyos. So what's a tkiyah? Let's start with the tkiyah. So a tkiyah, according to the minhag here in Eretz Yisrael, also in the Yeshiva. I'm going to mention, as we go through the different opinions, I'm going to also mention what we do here in the Yeshiva. In Rosh Hashanah. Um, the is a straight blast. Okay? It has to be start straight, end straight, okay, without going up and down in the middle. There are, um, there are communities that they make the Tkia go up at the end. Okay? And the very interesting Tkia is by the Yekim. I don't know if anybody ever heard of Yekitkiya, but it's something that goes, there's a wave in the beginning and then it continues straight. So I'm going to demonstrate the three types. to make it straight, straight from the beginning till the end. Um, now sometimes, it, I mean, it, the, the tone of the tkia could sound low, or high, but we're knowing for it not to break in the middle. Such a tkia will, will happen, so the the the, the rov will make the bato cap probably go back. Sometimes it only makes a little change in tone, and that's still okay. Yeah, you heard that little bit of change in tone. That's still that's still okay. But when it really breaks, so then it sounds like two separate kias, and then then we we redo that tkia. Um, so that's the tkia. That's the way that the tkia should sound. That's the way the tkia. Yeah, and we also demonstrated how tkiah shouldn't sound. <coughs> also, we prefer to have the tkiah from the beginning till the end. We want everybody to hear the whole tkiah. That means, if let's say we're going to decide that a tkiah needs to be six seconds, okay? For instance, six seconds—that's the length of the tkiah. And a baal tokeh did a ten-second tkiah, 
and I heard only six or seven seconds out of that kia, and for three seconds I wasn't listening, so that's not good. You have to hear the whole kia from the beginning till the end. That's why sometimes the Rabali took out that they, they don't get the, the, the high, the, the, the strong kia already from the beginning. It sounds a little, like, uh, it sounds a little um, um, light. It starts, and it could be that in the beginning there's a tkiah over there that not everybody hears. That's why the belly tkiah, what they should do is they need to start, you know, with, with their whole strength. You know, you heard everything from the beginning till the end. That's the way that it's supposed to be. Okay, so that's the tkiah. I'm moving on to the trua. I'm, I'm skipping the shvarim because the shvarim has the most um, uh, customs, the most uh, opinions. I'm moving over to, to the chua. In chua, there are two main customs of how to do the chua. There's what we're used to hearing, what we're used to doing chua. Many small blasts um, um, uh, cut up in between. And there's what we call the uh, the chua temanit. Right, the Yemenite Trua, and also the Yekim do that. The, the, the main difference between this Trua and the, and the, and the Yeki uh, Trua is that in this one, right, tut, 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 there's it's many small blasts, as opposed to... understand what the difference in between them is, right? Yeah. The archer is that the, the tongue stops it for a, for a tiny, tiny second, okay? For a very, very short time, the tongue stops for a second, the tongue goes back and forth. In the in the, the other chua, the air is going through the shore for the whole time, it's just wavering a little bit. Okay, that's their that's the, their custom, that's their minute. Seems in part of the Rishon that they already mentioned that that's the the way to do the trua, but again the widespread custom is to do the the truos. <coughs> there is uh, one thing that the Mishnah Bura mentions. I'm going to mention it over here, and we're going to see it more when we get to the length of the of the of the different blasts. The Mishnah Bura says that the Baal shouldn't do when he does a trua. He needs to be careful not to do the first one too long or the last one too long. Listen. first one was longer than the other ones, or okay. Sometimes when the baltoke isn't a hundred percent, isn't isn't um, skilled enough, so he doesn't know how to cut that last joint. It sounds long. The Mishnah says that that's not good. We have to try to cut from the beginning until the end um, in the same the same the same length. Okay, that's the that's the way the chua sounds. Um, okay, now Shvarim. So, in order to understand the different customs, you know, first I'm going to demonstrate like five or six types of Shvarim. That if you go in different kehilos, different communities, different places, in each place you might in each place you might hear a different type of Shvarim. I'm going to demonstrate the uh, uh, the different uh, opinions, and I'm going to also ex- explain where it all came from. <laughs> 
that's the way that the yeah can do the true. The, the shvarim, it correlates with the true. Just like the true is one long blast just waving, so also the shvarim, just the waves are a little longer. Um, okay, so where do all these different opinions come from? By the way, in the yeshiva, the one that we do is this one. Excuse me. Okay, so let's let's go through and try to understand where it comes from. What the word shvarim? Where does the word shvarim come from? What what word in Hebrew does this resemble? Shever, shavur. Right. Now, shavur is broken. Shavur is broken. Shever. So. If we take a long tkia and we break it up, so what do we get? If you take a long stick and you break it up into three parts, you get three small sticks. And this is the first uh, opinion, the first custom in doing the shvarim. It sounds exactly like a tkia, it's just shorter. Right? The tkia is. That shvarim, you break it up. But, besides breaking up uh, something into three parts, you could also break up the shever within the shever itself. You could break it up, and that also could be the meaning of shvarim. So there are different ways of breaking up the shever within the shever. There's a certain type of breaking. There are two, t- there are two ways to break it, two or three ways to break it up. But that's, it's, it's, all, it's all under the same category of breaking up the shever itself. So there are a few ways to break up the shvarim. That's breaking it up only with the tone. Or you could break it up a little stronger within the shever. Okay, you heard the different uh, nuances. This is breaking up with hutu, hutu, hutu. That's the way a little, a little strong. It's breaking it up a little, a little more broken within it. And you could also do a long, as we heard before, you could do a long one, and the breaking up is only by, by making those waves. That's also sort of breaking it up a little bit. Okay, that's the that's a, a, another way of breaking it up. So there's what we call the straight shmar. There are a lot of communities that do that. Also, chutzlar, it just sounds like a kid, it just sounds shorter. Or there are the broken shvarim. There are different ways to break them up. There's what we call tuhu, which is breaking it up with a tone in the middle, and there's hutu, which in all the, the yeshivish uh, uh, places here in Eretz Yisrael, and all the yeshivas in the mir, and, and all the places, that's the shvarim that they do. Hutu, yeah? That's the way that they do. Um, but again, here in the yeshiva, the custom is to do the ones that we call tuhu, tuhu, tuhu. Um, that's the way that we do the shvarim over here. <coughs> um, just to mention that since there are opinions that the shvarim need to be straight, okay, and if you break them up, th- that doesn't sound any more like a shever. If if the shever really needs to be straight, okay, so just as a tkia, if you'll break up a tkia and make it go up and down, it could not be good. So also, if you really need to make the shever straight and you broke it up, that also might not be good. So there are those, there are places that in the last 30 of after Shmoneser, remember we mentioned after we finished the main 30 before the Musaf and another 30 within the Chazarat Shatz, which is also the Rabbana, so there are those 40, you know, extra kolos of the 
the, the to, to you know for that Kabbalistic uh, Indian of uh, of the hundred kolos. So there are those that in, in those forty kolos after the Shmonesri, they already take and they do they fulfill the tkiyas according to a different opinion that they didn't fulfill yet. So if let's say in those first sixty we did these these shvarim, and maybe 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 we weren't yotze yet. Maybe, 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 maybe we weren't Yotze yet, because maybe you need to do this straight shvarim. So what we do here in the yeshiva is that in the 30 after Shmonas, right, we do the straight shvarim. Okay, so you're going to hear a different, a different uh, 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 tone, a different type of shvarim during davening, and in those last 30. Right, those are the different shvarim that we do. There are different places that do different types of opinions in those last 30 to get a, uh, another uh, opinion um, uh, under the umbrella that we, we, we f- fulfilled the mitzvah according to that opinion, but that's what we do here in the yeshiva. Oh, and another thing, regarding the shvarim and the trua. Okay? <clears throat> Why do we do also shvarim and also trua? Because maybe that's what the Torah meant when she talked about uh, crying, because a person, sometimes when he cries, he also moans, and he also wails. So here, we have an interesting uh, argument in the Rishonim. How are we supposed to do, how are we supposed to connect or disconnect the Shvarim and the Trua? There are Rishonim that say you need to do it in, excuse me, B'neshima Achas, in one breath. That means in one go. It's called Shvarim Trua B'neshima Achas, in one breath. There are Rishonim that say, no, no, no. When a person moans, and then he starts wailing, you really think he does it in one shot? How does he do it? Uh, 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 right? So he like takes a breath, or he, he takes a break or a breath before he moves over to the second type of crying. So that's the way that we're supposed to do it, because we're coming to resemble crying. So there's a, two, two opinions of how to do it. Are we resembling like us, the people crying, or Hashem crying? I'm sorry, I missed the beginning. Uh, yeah, I didn't mention that. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure. Okay. I don't think it's Hashem. I think it's us. I think it's more us. because we want to show that Rachman on us. Yeah, it could be. I feel that could be a good, a good point. Maybe at the end we're going to also talk about the Kavanahs, what to think of it during okay, the Tkiyas. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so we have two opinions, Neshima Achas, or Shtei Neshimos, one breath, one shot, or Shtei Neshimos. <coughs> but the post can say, that even if it's Shtei Neshimos, you can't separate it completely. It's not two separate uh, 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 blacks. Not like the tkia and the shvarim. Those for sure need to be totally separate. We even breathe and we stop, we take a break between this and this. But the shvarim and the trua, it's for sure one thing. Right? Because the Torah said trua. And we say maybe this is the trua. Right? In a, in, right? In, in one, in, in one, uh, this is one trua that the Torah meant to say. But the question is how much we need to separate between the shvarim and the trua. Neshima achash in the halacha, and this is what we do here in the yeshiva. The widespread custom is that in the first thirty, we do neshima achas. I'm going to demonstrate what neshima achas and shtei neshimos sounds like. In the first thirty, we do neshima achas, and in, in the in the in the chazarat we do shtei neshimos. Okay, that's the that's what it says in the halacha to do. <coughs> now, so we said shtei neshimos doesn't mean like totally to separate them, separate them, and neshima achas also doesn't mean, according to the Mishnah Bura, to make them completely, completely, completely together. There has to be some kind of a break in between them. That's the way that the Mishnah Bura says. So, you know, even the Shema Achas has to have some tiny break. 
even Shtei Nashimas can't have too long of a break. The difference, it's, it's, it's a very slight difference, the amount of the break in between is a slight difference. The main difference is if I actually breathe in between the Shvarim and the Chur. Okay? more or less the difference. Okay, just to mention that the Chazunesh holds that Neshima Achas is completely in one go, in one shot, without breaking it at all. But the Mishra says, no, you have to separate them a tiny bit. So I'm going to first do the Chazunesh without separating, and then I'm going to separate it a little bit like the Mishra Listen to the difference. But here's the difference. Is it really one, one, one go? Yeah, so the custom is uh, uh, to do Nishima Achas like the Mishnabura, and also Shten Nishimas like the Mishnabura with breathing in the middle. That's um, that's the way that uh, that we do the Shvarim and the Chur. And why does the Chur have to be a specific amount of... That's what we're going to do now. Okay. Now we're going to get to the length of the Kolos. Okay, so this is how the Kolos sound. This is what it sounds like. Now, how long or how short does it need to be? So, let's start with how long. Is there a maximum length of the tkiyas? The answer is no. That means you can make a tkiyah even a minute long. Long is allowed, you can make it a minute long. By the way, I tried. <laughs> I got to a minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's fine. There's no maximum. You could do a minute. You could do as much as you want. But again... Make sure that everybody, you see, this is, this is where, where it comes in what we said before. If I'm going to make a minute tkia and you miss that last second, okay. it's down the drain. <laughs> you have to hear everything. Wow. Okay? That's the, that's the halacha. Um, also, truos. You could do as many as you want. You could do a hundred truos. Okay? Um, shvarim. Could you do more than three shvarim? So here's something very interesting. In all the Rishonim, without any exception, in all the Rishonim says that you could do more than three shvarim. Right? The Rishonim say just like you could do a hundred blasts of tro, you could also do three, four, five, seven, twenty shvarim. Here the Mishnabura brings from the Gdola Poskim not to do more than three, and that's the widespread custom. We don't do more than three shvarim. Truos, we're not going to count. Did I do 18 or 19? Or Tkia, did I do it two and a half seconds or 2.6 seconds? We're not going to count that. But in the Shvarim we count, and we do only three. We don't do more than three. But again, if there was going to be a Maltokah that accidentally made four Shvarim, nobody's going to make him go back. It's fine, it's kosher. We're not going to make him go back. What about a minimum amount? Now we're going to get to the minimum. Yeah. There's no maximum with Shura? No maximum with Shura. Continue going. Okay, now, but what's the minimum? So here, um, this is one of the more complicated sugyas in Hilchus Kiyos Shofar, is what the minimum length of the Tkiyos. So we're not going to go into this whole sugya, obviously. Um, I'm going to bring you the, the, right, the summary that the Mishnah said. We're starting with Trua, okay? Because this is where, when we're, when we're talking about the length of the Tkiyos, um, the Rishonim, the Gemara, the Mishnah, they didn't have a watch. They can't tell you, a true needs to be four seconds long. A Tkia needs to be two seconds long. We, we, we don't have that. What did they use? What time increment did they use? 
It's called trumitim. This is the word. Trumitim. What is a trumit? A trumit is the shortest blast that the shofar makes. So, a trua is built with many little trumitim. Okay? So, how many trumitim does the trua need to be? The minimum? We hold the halacha nine. Nine is the minimum. Okay, without it getting into where we got this nine from, I don't, you're learning Rosh Hashanah now? Did you do the Mishnah Daphne Gimon base? No. Okay, so that's where it all is. That's the sugi over there. You can see the gigantic tosis over there. Nine. Nine is the minimum. There is an opinion of three. A lot of Rishonim hold that three is the minimum. Okay, three. That's it. But, yeah, it's, it's short. But uh, um, we're machmir to do no less than nine. Now, I'm saying no less than nine, but Lemaisa, the Baal the average Baal in Shul does between 14 and 18. If he's going to do nine, everybody's going to be sure that he did six or seven. Here's nine. How many did that sound like? Eight. I got nine. I got nine. Okay, got nine. it's nine. Yeah. It's nine. So, that's the minimum. We do more, but... Um, so, th- th- that's where, that's where the, the shi'urim, the, the, the length of the tkiah stop, starts with the chua. Nine shumitim. Now, from there, that's uh, 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 directly... That has direct influence over the tkiah. Because remember we said, where do we know that we, we have to do a tkiah? There's the trua, that's what the Torah says to do trua. And there's a pshuta shalafanea, pshuta shalachara. It's sandwiched in two tkiahs. So there's a, a connection, a correlation between the trua and the tkiahs. So say the Rishonim, that the length of the trua, that's the minimal length of the tkiah. Yeah. I'm just curious, when you're blowing a trua, are you actually counting, or do you just know like a certain amount? Now, when I did the when I did the nine, yeah. When you did the nine, you know. When I did the nine, yeah, because I did myself. Right, I taught myself like an internal clock to do it. But in the shoe, when I'm going to be blowing here, no way. Yeah. No, I have enough pressure on myself that I don't need to worry myself on how many trues did I do? Did I do eighteen or nineteen? Oh, I'm not sure. Let's try to do that again. No, definitely not. So again, so if we have nine blasts, that's the trua. So that's the length of the tkia. Because if we need to do a trua, so the tkia has to be the same length of the trua. How long does it take to make nine blasts? I mean, you heard it. How, how long do you think it is, second-wise? Three, four. What? Three, three, four. Three seconds? Mm-hmm. Two. Two. Mm-hmm. Two. Mm-hmm. One point one seconds. Wow. Yeah. That's how long it takes to take uh, to make uh, nine blasts. Okay? So, tkia in tarat doesn't need to be more than a second and a half. Now, I do make it longer. We do make it longer. All the Bailatias make it longer. Again, because you want the people to feel, you know, that uh, you got you got something for your for your money's worth, right? No, no, no. Just just try to imagine. I, 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 what do I mean that the key is the same length of the trua? We mentioned that according to a lot of Rishonim, what's the what's the the, the, the length of the trua? Only three blasts. So just come to think that the tkia is much, much shorter. It's a third of a second. This is what it sounds like according to those Rishonim. I just finished the three tarating, right? <laughs> you, you, you didn't get your money. I mean, come on, well, this is what we came to show for. <laughs> Let's have it. So that's why we do we do we do it longer. But again, if 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 a baltic has going to do a second and a half, and suddenly the chauffeur is going to slip out of his mouth or something like that, hundred percent fine. 
Why am I mentioning that it's on the Torah? Because now, even before we get to how long the Shvar need to be, we already know that the Tkiyah in Tashrat needs to be longer than the Tkiyah of Tarat. Why? Because, remember, the Tkiyah always has to be connected to the Trua. But what is the Trua? What is a Trua? So, when we do this, we hold that the Trua is Trua. But when we do this, what do we hold? That What did the Torah uh, uh, want us to do in Trua? What did the Torah mean when she said, do a Trua? What did she say to do? Shvarim and Trua. How long does it take to do Shvarim and Trua? More than nine, because only the Trua takes up nine blasts, and the Shvarim, let's say, it also takes up nine. So altogether it's 18, so the Tkiah, this Tkiah is going to need to be at least 18. Okay? And that's why you're going to also hear, again, you don't have to do it, you could do all the Tkiahs long, but the, the way that I do the Yeshiva is that really the Tkiahs of Tashar, I make them long. I make them longer, and you could, you could hear it. Um, so the tkiyos have to match the shvarim. So again, it, 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 the minimum, the minimum has to match the trua. That means if we're, for whatever reason we're going to decide that shvarim is twelve, the minimum shvarim is twelve, for instance. So the minimum tkiya in tashat will need to be twelve, and the tkiya tarat will need to be nine, and this will need to be eighteen or, 30, or twenty, whatever. You can always need to uh, uh, connect it to the trua. <coughs> So we went through the Tarat, the, to, through the Chur, the length of the Chur is nine, and we went through the Tkiah. What's the length of the Shvar? So here, it's very interesting, there's nothing explicit in the Gemara on how long each Shever needs to be. There's no Gemara about it, but the Rishonim used, so to speak, process of elimination to get to the length of the Shever. Okay, let's start with that opinion that for the Chur, what you need to do is only three short blasts. Okay, let's talk according to that opinion. Okay, so what's a trua? <coughs> and what's a tkia? a minimal tkia according to that opinion? <coughs> so now what's a shever? It can't be too short, because that's going to already sound like a trua. Right? I'm talking about each shever. Each shever, each, each uh, uh, sound, each blast in the trua is one true meat long. Right? We have three blasts, that's three true meeting, that's one true meeting long. How long is the tkia? Three true meeting long. Okay? So how long does the shever have to be? It can't be too short, it's going to sound like a trua. It can't be too long, because then it's going to sound like a tkia. So it has to be two, two true meeting. No more and no less. Because if three trumitim take about a quor, uh, uh, four tenths of a second, that's more or less what three trumitim take. Okay, so so we're dealing here with tenths of seconds. Okay, it's very hard to get it exactly two trumitim. That's if the trua is three. That means the tkiya is three. So that shever needs to be really really short. But according to our opinion, we we could let it we could let it free. Because the chur needs to be nine. So what's the tiny, what's the shortest tkia that we have? What's the shortest tkia possible that we have? We don't have a tkia less than nine. Right? That's the shortest tkia that we have. According to our opinion, that tkia, that chur needs nine. So there's no tkia shorter than nine. So even if you make a shever of six or seven trumitim long, that means uh, uh, eight tenths of a second or something like that, 
then you're still okay, right? So you could make it a little longer. Right? That doesn't sound like a tkia, because a tkia needs to be nine shumiti long. There's no, nothing shorter than that. That's where the size of the shever comes from. Um, it can't be too short, it can't be too long, but just in the middle, how much is that middle? So according to our opinion, we have enough for that middle ground. Lamaiz, Allah, Lamaiz, the person say, to make, try to make each shever three trimitim long. Okay? Three, three, three. Or you could do four, four, four. This is what it sounds like. This is bare of four trimitim. Each shever is about four and a half trimitim long. Okay, that's the way that it sounds. We're not going to make them too long, because again, if we're going to make them too long, they're going to sound like a tkia. Those are, those are too long, because it already got to a second point one for each shever, so that, that, that became too long, that's not good. And here we understand very good what we started off with before. When we were demonstrating the different types of shvar. We said that there are opinions that the shever needs to be just like a tkia. <coughs> All the Rishonim that said not to make a shever too long because then it's going to turn into a tkia, what did they hold? Obviously, they held that if you make it, that the way that, what, what's the way that the shever sounds? Does it break in the middle? Is there a wave in the middle? Or is it just a straight short blast? It's a straight short blast. And that's why they say, be careful not to make the shever long because if you're going to make it too long, it's going to become into, it's going to make a tkia. But if you're doing this, that, that's never going to turn into a tkia. So again, this is how the length of the shvarim and what the Rishonim uh, mentioned regarding the length of the shvarim, not to make it too long, this is where it correlates with the way that the shvarim sounds. And according to those Rishonim that say, don't make the shever too long, obviously they held that the shever sounds like a straight, uh, shorter blast, but it's a straight blast and not any of those uh, broken blasts. <clears throat> okay, so Lamaisa, so what do we do? At least nine, Shuas, at least nine. Shvarim, each Shever, no less than three. We can't make them eight, nine, that, that's already, not eight is already getting into the dangerous area. Um, the minimum is three. And um, the Tashrat, since we have also Shvarim and also Shua, so this is nine and this is nine, so this Kia needs to be eighteen. Okay, I'm going to make you now a Tashrat, Tashrat Tarat. Listen, listen to the... Now you already know how to listen and, and hear like the nuances of the tkios. Let's see if this is, this is what it sounds like. If you notice, I did the Shvarim Chua B'Nashim Ahaz, but according to the Mishnah Bura, with a small pause in the middle, without breathing uh, in the middle. Um, I think that's uh, that's more or less in regarding the structure of the of the coast. Any, any, if there's any, if there are any questions, I'm curious.
kind of a weird question, but do you think it took longer to learn the halachos or to actually practice? Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Um, so I started blowing, I started blowing here in the yeshiva even before I learned the halachos. Okay. That means, uh, I remember the first year I blew, it was, it was very interesting how I got to it. As a kid, there was a chauffeur running, uh, rolling around at home. Okay. Right? My older brother got it for his bar mitzvah. So, you know, I knew how to blow, technically. You know, when you play with something, sure. right? if you have a flute at home when you're uh, an 11, 12, 13-year-old and you're bored, uh, uh, and, you're, and you're bored a lot of times, so eventually you pick up it. And then there was one, after I got married already, um, I was by my parents for Shabbos. And it came out like this year. Rosh Hashanah came out on Monday, on, 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 on Monday night. Right, this year it's Sunday night. It came out on Monday night. And that Shabbos, I was by my parents. And once Shabbos, I was with my brother-in-law, and you know, I suddenly found that chauffeur rolling around. So I told him, "Rolling here, you want to hear? Uh, you want to hear how to blow?" So I took it. I didn't know how exactly how to do it this way and that way. I knew more or less, you know. And I blew a few blasts for him. And suddenly, my father comes running from the other side of the house. Who blew there? Who blew there? <laughs> I said, "It was me." Why? He said, "Why? You don't understand what's happening." Our Baltokea that year. Uh, um, uh, he left. He left a week before Rosh Hashanah, and we're looking for about okay. And we have someone, but he's all nervous and all this and all that. Oh. Maybe you come to the yeshiva to blow. Right? I was, uh, yeah, I was. I think uh, four years after my wedding, five years, something like that. Maybe you come to blow. I said, okay, Danny, but look, I, I don't know the halachas. Okay, you, I'm going to come. I'm going to blow. You're going to have to do it with your hand. Start, stop, start, stop. I, I really don't know the halachas. And that year, the the yeah, that, that's what I did. Right? I didn't know any of the halachas. Also, the, the, after the, the two, three years, you know, I tried learning it a little bit, like in a general guidelines, but then, one, uh, I think it was about 12 or 13 years ago, so I was in Kolo, and the whole month of Elul, I told my chavruza, listen, the whole group is learning something, we're separating from them, for a whole month, also in the morning and also in the afternoon, right, take this, about seven and a half hours a day, we learned the suyas. We started the suyas in the Gemara, and we were churning the sugyas and the rishonim and the achronim, and we had chauffeurs, and we we were blowing, and that really gave me, you know, the 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 boost to, to, to really get the halachas. And then when you learn the halachas, you get also much more exact in the way that you blow. Mm. Over the years, I, I got more experience, and I also instruct uh, people. I already teach people also how to blow, technically and halachically. Right, Isaac uh, Inklus, I taught him how to how to blow. Uh, anybody who who wants to, to learn also, it's whoever's here for the year. There are, f- there are two guys that uh, asked to learn how to blow even after, after Rosh Hashanah. They don't need it for this year. So I told them to come to me after Rosh Hashanah. So, um, yeah, I also teach how to blow. And, uh, you know, it's two separate things. It's two different things. How, technically, how to blow, it's something that if you learn right, so you could uh, you could do it. And the halachas, it's, uh, it's also, there's a... Uh... Okay. Hussein, I think we're going to we're gonna uh, end with this. You should all have a... Ksim v'chasim v'tovah. And Bezat Hashem, we're going to meet on uh, Rosh Hashanah. Because... Uh... I'm going to send you. Thank you, Rob. Thank you.